0: Hey, how's it going? What's up, Ben? It's all good, man. Real good. Hey, Well, first off, quickly, I, I want to ask you, at what point did you learn that you wouldn't be wrestling Randy Orton at Backlash on Sunday? When I slammed his knee in the door. <laughs> okay. Well, injuries are obviously uh, a part of wrestling, something that you have personally experienced over the last couple of years that have impeded stories that you've tried to tell, but you've worked really hard uh, to get better and get back in the ring. When you get injured and you know that you're going to miss some time, what is the level of disappointment you feel, and and how do you replace that with the drive to to work your way back and start fresh? Well,
1: I can only speak for myself, obviously. This last injury that happened to me, I was in uh, Milan, Italy, and uh, my calf, calf just exploded, man. And uh, I, I really felt like I was on fire. You know, the people, people started un- really, really, maybe more so than they ever had, really getting behind me and understanding, you know, what I was, what I was really, truly about. And when I went down, I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, uh, you know, well, you know, why, why me, why me? I felt as if God was punishing me. And as I sat there for a couple months, you know, in misery and just thinking about, you know, where I was going to go when I came back, uh, you know, it kind of put a lot of things in perspective for me. It kind of – it it helped me realize the values that I I have and and the objectives that I wanted to accomplish. And it kind of gave me, uh, you know, laser focus because uh, throughout my career, when I'm at my most miserable, uh, I've always become – my most focused, most dangerous, and I feel like I'm already, uh, I'm already at that point again right now, to where, to where it's it's make or break, break wire time, and I'm, I, I, you know, I, I want the block, I want it all, and uh that's that's where my head is at. That all came from the injury, and misery.
0: And speaking of the injuries, after the Daniel Bryan Miz moment on Talking Smack a few weeks ago, there was a lot of discussion about wrestling style and how that affects someone's longevity of their career. Has there been any sort of company-wide shift in in in-ring approach following the string of recent injuries? Again, I can only speak for myself.
1: When you go into a WWE ring, you know you're going to compete. You know that things are going to hurt. It is a dangerous, dangerous place. No matter what people think, no matter what people say, this is a very, very dangerous thing. And you have to prepare yourself mentally and physically by training
0: and, and
1: knowing how to take care of yourself the best you can so that you're able to, so that you're able to fight and get to where you want to be. So me, I, it's, a, it's a mental preparation. It's between me and God, not between me and anyone else. It's just me and God, and I, and I am right with my God. And so when I go out there, I
0: have no worries, never. Well, you're from Florida, and you played high school football. You earned a scholarship to play at Troy University, which isn't far down the road from where I am right now. Can, can you tell me a little bit about your experience in Troy and what you think of Alabama?
1: Troy, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now, man. Uh, the person you're talking about is not me. And I don't mean this in a generalized professional wrestling type of manner. I'm I'm telling you my my brain, my soul, everything has changed. I'm not that same person. I never will be. That person is gone and dead. But uh while being at Troy it was a tough lesson for me. Uh it kind of helped me uh get to be the person that I am now. Because I never uh you know, I'd never experienced such such things that I saw there. I love Alabama; uh, it's it's beautiful. But uh, I kind of uh, I started destroying myself while I was there, you know, emotionally. And uh, Troy kind of helped pick me up and kind of set me to where I am right now. And the Troy Trojans should have beat Clemson the other day. Just for the record, they're a better team than Clemson if they had if they didn't have a if, they, if we had 75 five-star recruits like Clemson, we would have smoked them. They never even would have had a chance. That's my take.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, and, and, and just quickly on football, you know, we've seen so many football players that attempt to make the transition to wrestling, some of them really successful, like yourself and Robin Reigns and, and a handful of guys. Mm-hmm. What, what about your training, skill set, and experience in football helped you in your pursuit of wrestling?
1: Well, i also started wrestling when i was 3 years old so uh like the discipline of wrestling and like the the way to control your balance and you know being out in the heat with uh with all this uh equipment on you know all of that helps and not to mention when uh, some guys they know they don't really they never really competed in their whole life you know they came into this and this is all they've ever known like when you're out there and you're playing college division one college football and you're getting in a six second fist fight with a, with another huge tough guy every every play, you know, it teaches it, it, it toughens you. It makes you it makes you it makes your skin thick, you know what I'm saying? So like uh you you can't put a price tag on that unless is that actual, you know, competition you know, coming up your whole life and uh, you know, how how it just makes you you know, it, it it teaches you,
0: it teaches you to fight, man. It teaches you to fight. Well, you, you're somebody who clearly cares about building character and telling good stories. I, I heard mm-hmm. uh, Ke- Kevin Owens on the Chris Jericho podcast recently, and they talked about being guys who had a lot of ideas for themselves and how that can sometimes rub people the wrong way behind the scenes. Has that been your experience personally? Why Why is it important for you? to have a major creative input in what happens with your character? Because
1: no one, no one could tell me what I should say or what I should be, how I should act. Like no one knows me better than me. And, uh, as far as rubbing people the wrong way, I, I, I ain't too sure about that because I'm the type of person that, you know, I kind of, I kind of do it my way. And that's the only way I know. So, I don't, I don't need anyone creatively to tell me how I'm supposed to be. Only I know the answer to that. Only I know what I would say. And and that's always been my outlook. And I haven't really worried about rubbing people wrong because I, I only know how to be Bray.
0: And Bray is always going to be Bray. Well, you, you have one of wrestling's all-time best entrances. I've been in the room for it a couple of times. <laughs> And, and it really is an amazing sight and feeling. What do you remember about the night in London that you've mentioned when you first noticed oh, the fans going with it, turning on their cell phones, and the feeling that you had then and, and what you think about it now as you walk into an arena?
1: Uh, I'll never, I will never, ever, ever forget that moment. Never. No matter what happens to me in life, I think I will be on my deathbed uh, thinking about that moment because uh, it, it's something you can't write something you can't script it's not something you can plan or tell people to do it's one of those it just happened moments and it's it was surreal I remember walking down and it was a a promo that I uh, I I, the fans have named now the Miss Teacher Lady promo uh, which is all one of my all-time favorites not just because of the birth of the fireflies but Uh, I was so into it and into what I was saying that I didn't even notice what was happening. The fans in London are unlike any other. London is a beautiful place for what we do. Maybe the best in the world. I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't know. But, so I was so into what I was doing that I remember Harper grabbing me by the arm and uh, whispering in my ear, are you seeing this? And I looked around and, I, I mean, right now, there is a, a chill running up my spine, and you know. Uh, I, I I can't even, I, it's, it's something, like I said, it's surreal. And when I looked around, man, I, I just couldn't help but just soak it all in. And it was, like, one of the most beautiful moments in my life. And it's carried on, you know. Like I said, uh, I, I didn't ask anyone to do it. I never called them the fireflies. They called themselves that. And so it, it's it, it's just a beautiful thing, man, that they were able to create something for themselves and for me. And like you said, people come to just be a part of that.
0: And, uh, you know, I'm forever in debt, forever in debt to the people. Well, could you tell me just a little bit about your relationship with Vince McMahon? What was your impression of him before and when you got hired at WWE, and how has that changed since then?
1: Vince McMahon is not a human being. Vince McMahon they don't they don't make people like Vince. Vince is Vince is Vince. He is he is like uh I I c I can't even describe to you what it is like being in a room with Vince McMahon. He is above man. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Uh I have a great rapport. You know, like minded people take over the world. So I've always had a great rapport with
0: him. I assume Most men and women in WWE have uh, a driving goal to be the company's uh, quote-unquote top guy or or girl. I wonder if that's something that you and other wrestlers think about on a day-to-day basis. You've said before that this is a marathon and not a sprint and that you've made it towards the top in your 20s when others are getting called up in their late 30s. How do you maintain that level of patience even if and when you feel like you are that guy now or whenever? I think I'm someone that's recognized
1: right now uh and when you know it's it it's a, it's a, another I hate to keep using this word but it's a real feeling to walk into a building anywhere in the world you go and people know who you are and uh as far as wanting to be on top if you don't want to be on top you don't deserve to be here at all there's there's thousands of people across this earth that would die for the opportunity to get in front of these people and and be what we already are and uh uh, all I can say is that I'm, I'm 29 years old. I started here when I was 21. You know, in eight years I've come this far. And like I said, there is, there, my tank is completely at the brim full. And when I die or when I am inducted into the Hall of Fame years and years and years from now, I will have a legacy and I will be remembered forever already. I know that. And I still have so much more to do, man. There's so much more to do. I have at least 10 title runs in me. <laughs> I'm sure that, that's that got to come sooner or later. I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: Hey, Well, Bray Wyatt, I'm a huge fan. So glad to see you back out there. Thanks so much for the time. Keep up the great work, and good luck to you. Thank you, brother. You take care of yourself. All right. Take care.